I think this one will be a little bit different, this recording. I was listening to an afterlife interview with Chris Cornell and uh, how past lives affect us. He had spent some time um, learning with Mozart and he had a lifetime where he was, um, his family was killed and he was an orphan. So he suffered from depression early on in life. And uh, something that he said that it just put a smile on my face because I talk about it quite a bit or on and off anyway. And that is, he said specifically, he was merging worlds with his music, with his passion, that his music wasn't mainstream, that it found support because he continued to do it and it merged worlds that supported it. And it's the, it's another way of saying how if you follow your passion, uh, you can't go wrong. Your passion will take you where you, where you want to go. But obviously, the problem we have is that fear gets in the way. Um, expectations, sort of, you know, it's flinching, and we just don't get there. I mean, I went through the process many times when I was younger, 17, 18, 19, starting businesses. And there was no fear. I just went for it. I was young. I had all kinds of time in the world to make mistakes and whatever passion was on the table, I went for it and everything worked. It was uh, a magic touch, but that uh, Midas touch is a fearless touch and it's a passionate, high vibe um, state of being. It's a state of mind that is interested or focused upon reaching its highest potential without any fear. Fear is always what, uh, fear, fear grows as we get older. And uh, certainly it can, it can begin when we're, when we're children. And he also, it's funny, we were talking, or I was, I was talking in the last video about just what happens to children around the globe. We don't get to see it firsthand, uh, but it's there. And the children are our future, literally. Chris Cornell is also talking, which I've also talked about here. I mean, he's on the other side, but the other side is just a vibrational state of being changed. It's, a, it's not physical. Or minimally, it's, I don't know, I, I might get into that, but he's taught, he has a, a, a child uh, trafficking type of an organization, uh, an organization that protects children or that, you know, does work to prevent child trafficking, but he was talking about it's for everything. Uh, nothing in specific, and that his his daughter is also in music. Tony happens to be his daughter's name, and that he is still writing music, and he is still part of Tony, and that music and those words will come through her as though it's a portal. Now, my understanding of this is that there's no separation. He talks about this too. It's quite. I'll link to the interview. There is no separation between the past and the future. It's a perfectly linked chain. Everything that is happening in your now is exactly what should be happening in your now. It's all part of the entire scope that is, you can, it's multidimensional, but it's, it's so connected and it's so influenced from, from uh, before and after this lifetime as to where we're going. I mean, you can change your vibration now to align with a, uh, a different version of the future. But there's so much more going on, and it's hard to, it's hard to um, 
it's hard to describe because it's a linear mind can't get can't get the whole picture because there's just many versions of us. I know this because I've like many of you experienced reality shifts where I'm in a different body. Anyway, there's so much maybe to talk about regarding this interview. So we are consciousness and the human is what determines the frequency or vibration of that consciousness by free choice. And the focus really is what we come down here to do as we evolve further into unity, compassion, and spirituality, like we call it that, or the, the, the highest potentials of human nature, is to come here and do work for unity. When you can lose yourself, which is what we've done, when you lose the I, and you focus on those uh, that we would call humanity, or the bigger picture, the unity of consciousness, then we find home. We find that state of freedom without being weighed down by the I. Selfless. You could look at it as selfless. And we expand through that. We expand our consciousness. We release the vibrational uh, distortions in our toroidal field because we unanchor from this sort of self-judgment of that we could call the ego. The ego is a program that we are using to educate. We educate ourselves. We're the teacher. We're the student. Anyway, so this connection means there is no escape from the past in the sense that we don't have to... How do, how do I put this? We, I felt that I am my grandfather who died at a young age, working on a project uh, in Canada on the Avro aircraft, uh, the missiles. Just a scientist, anyway, an, an engineer. And let, he's a he was a decent guy. He drank a little bit. He was loving and very compassionate and refused to work on a project that was quite obviously very dangerous to a very large amount of people, and two of the three scientists that were to work on the project were killed, and he knew he would be killed. He'd, uh, to some extent, planned his own funeral, and then, um, you know, the military, the, yeah, it, it's, it's a long story, but essentially they cleaned up the house and uh, took all the work and, you know, just that sort of secret spy crap. Anyway, he left four kids orphaned with... Uh, with their mother, and I come back, I'm, I'm back in, I have an interest in th things that he had an interest in, for sure, um, but also I pick up where I left off, what I left, the picture I left behind, my two mothers, the Mirror Twins, were his daughters, and so they, you know, they don't get to go through um, school, they're, they're out by grade six, they're out in the street, essentially, they're cleaning homes, they have a rough life. Uh, one of them has me. I'm a kid, and I'm I'm part of the life I left behind. Now, I'm, there's no blame here. It's all part of, it's all part of this evolutionary process that takes humanity from the dark ages into the age of compassion or light, wisdom, higher truth, higher potential. But we don't just get to end the story because we've died. We come back and we face the music. And it can be in one lifetime or another. I mean, we're not stuck having to come back in a specific lifetime, I don't think. We have freedom to do what we're going to do. 
it's just, it's so, I'm giving you my perspective and it's so hard to, to say what, what it's all about because it's multidimensional. It means I can come back uh, as, let's say I'm the grandfather, I can come back in my son or my grandchildren, their children, or I'm part of it all because when I'm not, when I leave, I'm still part of the consciousness. We don't get to escape anything. This is why I was saying that what we do, what we've been taught, what we do to others, we do to ourselves, and we just do. So Chris Cornell is talking about some of this, but it's so easy to read between the lines once you've woken up. And I see these musicians as masters, as spiritual masters, who work with their art to bring unity to the world. If you want a spiritual master, find an amazing singer, amazing songwriter, somebody who... Uh, brings people together in love, because love is unity. It is uh, compassion and it's wisdom. It's an energy. It is all that is. It is source. It is God. Um, <clears throat> so what else was in there? So, okay, so he, his daughter, Tony, is, going, is in music. I don't know very much. I don't follow Chris. I remember some of the music. It was amazing. So I was looking for something to watch, and I don't usually watch very much. My attention span is such that I love just being in neutral. Um, this is part of the shift. Uh, I believe, I think this is the last full moon of the winter. I'm not sure. It's a very powerful one. It feels like a massive reality shift for me. Maybe I'll get into a bunch of things here. But regarding the Chris interview, I understood this. He is his daughter. He's not taking his daughter over. He says that in the interview. But his, his consciousness is entangled. It is his daughter. It's him. And so he's continuing his work, not as Chris, but as Tony, a different perspective, um, feminine um, creator with, and we could say that Tony was behind Chris when Chris was here. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is the work continues. We can, each life builds on the next. When you wake up, when we wake up, as we're doing now, we can drop the drama and the karma and the bullshit Merging worlds through passion means that we're dropping the frequencies that no longer resonate across the spectrum of the frequency of consciousness that is merging those worlds. It means when we've reached the diminishing return point where the darkness is too dark, the light is too light for the darkness and the dark is too dark for the light, then they, they split. It happens all the time, but we're going through a massive one, a massive transition right now. Just got to pause for a sec. We're going through one that is not just a milestone. I mean, this is the lifetime of civilizations that didn't make it where we finally reached a level or a consciousness frequency that is close enough or far enough into the, the very beginnings of unity consciousness that we get to shake off all of the things that stood in the way. The big ego, the, uh, the collective ego that is the teacher for that civilization to rise into unity consciousness because it's the fear and the loss and the pain that helps us find empathy with others outside of ourselves. We can empathize. We can relate to others who are suffering. We don't want that to happen. So here we have Chris. He's a, he's a spiritual master. He's a musician master. He's a wordsmith master. 
uh, he's going to continue his work through his family. And for all I know, he might have died here, but he could be in a parallel reality with the Oversoul having this conversation. His work may continue with another slice or another aspect of his family because there's that's how I feel right now. I've have enough hardcore reach out, grab it, point to it evidence that I died and everybody is different. Everybody is different, which means I've made a big enough jump in my state of being frequency within that I was no longer uh, in resonance with the lifetime that I left. So Chris could very well be alive in a different version of reality. We see stars come back all the time. It's just the nature of multidimensional reality. You throw multidimensional reality as, as on the table, and I'll put a, a, Stephen, a link to Stephen Hawking's just because it's, it's more recent, not from the past kind of thing so far, but a more recent theory about multidimensional reality or the multi-world theory. You put that on the table, you solve everything. Is there anything you don't solve? You solve the biggest mysteries out there of civilizations, out-of-place artifacts, psychic abilities, um, depression, anxiety, the psychology of things. You solve huge mysteries. You solve things about memory, about aligning to a field of consciousness, of taking your resonant frequency, your frequency and aligning it to another frequency. In other words, tuning in the radio of reality. And you get a new story, slightly different. You get miracles. You get the physics of consciousness. You get the answer to dark matter and the unified field theory. You get everything. And yet people have a hard time with that. They'd rather talk about the devil and demons. And God help you if you say anything different. You are, what have I been called? From radical to uh, not quite Satan, but somebody in the, in the ranks of Satan kind of thing. Once you take a step back from, I would say, the programming if you're lucky enough, you have a near-death experience or you've lived enough lives, the energy shifts, the electromagnetic field pattern changes, and it allows your consciousness to reach a higher potential if you're ready to go there and you get to see a brand new picture. You get to understand that reality, just about everything, is the other way around. It's inside out. It's upside down. It's backwards. That reality is a product of what's inside. That everything is inside and nothing is outside. Just the mirror that there isn't one lifetime, there are no mistakes, there are no regrets. There is just a great big tapestry, multidimensional tapestry of consciousness in expansion with no judgment. Unless you, you know, if you look at it as a, I think in the interview, Chris is talking about a, ch a linked chain. You could sit there and moan and bitch about one of the links in the chain, one lifetime or one year in your life. You can look at the fractal or the, yeah, the, the fractal version of the chain. You can get in there to a one second link, chain link, to one minute, to one hour, to one day, to one month, to one year, to one lifetime, to a deck, to 10 lifetimes. But that link in the chain, if you're going to focus on it and judge it and try to turn it into something different because you don't like it or because it's wrong or because you regret it, you need to zoom out and take a look that what it's attached to is a huge tapestry. It needs to be there. You can't judge yourself on one lifetime. You can't judge another on one lifetime. If we could actually get past all of that, we could look at it. The thing that pisses me off, I'll just say this, is that the, do, the low, dark mentality of people who would hurt children, it's really hard to look at them and see the spirit or consciousness of God or love within them 
I just don't want them anywhere fucking near me. I don't want to be a part of that. But then this is part of the tapestry about this unconditional, non-judgmental love and everybody sort of doing this with free will and free choice to be here and soul planning to help wake us up. So nobody escapes. Those people come back and they're the victim to what they've left behind. It's like the elite. I mean, except we're splitting off, but essentially the elite create some kind of world that is global slavery only to reincarnate as a slave to the fucking nightmare they created. It's ignorant. It's stupid. You just want to shake them awake and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? You're creating your own nightmare. I'm not afraid of that stuff. We know what's going on. We know that the vibe I hold inside, the vibe you hold inside, is reflected outside, that you can merge realities, worlds. You can choose your collective consciousness, the one that you want to work with. Because there isn't just one, there's infinite. And you can choose the one you want to work with by the vibe you hold inside. If you hold a dark, judgmental, self-judging, judging of others vibe inside, welcome to your fucking nightmare. There's your collective. Enjoy until you learn to let it go. Stop judging yourself. Start loving yourself. That collective consciousness is love. The human that is engulfing it, wrapping around it as, as the project is the one that is distorting it. If we can see that that's the truth within everything to whatever extent that it will allow it. In other words, you can take a jar, a dark, horrible uh, version, let's say, of a person, and there's nothing in it. There's no love in it. And in which case, it's completely unawake. It's, it has no experience of living here. Um, it's just a shut door. Over a period of however many years or lifetimes, the door begins to open, empathy begins to build, experience begins to come, wisdom begins to happen, and we have something that is more malleable, something that is less black and white, something that is less what you might call evil. Not that everybody who's brand new to this is born evil. What I'm saying is you have a flow of consciousness. You have consciousness. And we allow it in or we don't allow it in. We allow some in and we distort it with uh, our focus, our free choice focus, our free choice to focus on the dark or the light. So if I'm in a, a version of reality that I just, I hate, I can't stand this or I can't stand that, I have to let it go. I have to send love to it. I have to come to terms with a bigger picture. The masters didn't judge. They walked with the understanding that everything was exactly as it should be that they were here to bring whatever they could bring to establish further unity, that each child is the future, that our soul, if you want to look at it that way for ease of description, is in the child that we have. It's in the fucking grandchild we have. This idea of being bitter towards each other is exactly just being bitter towards ourselves. And it's a lot of lessons to be learned. And it can be frustrating. It can be angering. When I see this shit, like I put up a video yesterday and I, and I just straight out wrote, I didn't edit anything. That's the way I write it. And I wrote it on another channel and it was about, um, you know, that this is all bullshit. Somebody, somebody put up a channel, a board of people talking about, uh, waking up and all this stuff is just evil in a sense. And subscribers leave. And I think to myself, two things go through my mind. One 
they're not ready for this. And two, it goes back to Chris Cornell talking about merging realities. I don't want to be fucking popular. If I was popular, nobody would pay any attention in a sense. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to be popular. If you want to be popular and try to please everybody, you'll mean nothing. You have to go with your passion. You have to speak your truth. You have to stand by what it is that you're creating and stop fucking caring what anybody else thinks. The minute you care about what everybody else thinks, that doesn't mean you can't send love, feel love, want to heal them, want to come into unity. But if you start caring what they think, you're lost in the I, ego, bullshit again. Come out straight out and say what it is that you mean. Be prepared to suck it up if you find out you're wrong. But don't pussyfoot around saying shit in a protective way where somebody can't come out and say bullshit. If somebody says bullshit, then talk about it. Figure it out. What's bullshit about it? Everybody has a truth. It's all real. You merge realities around your truth. You come into contact with other realities, other people. Shifting. And it can challenge your truth and that's your growth. We're always growing. I'll always run into things like, fuck, that's wrong. Or this was very right and I should have stood by it. Whatever it is, you're going to have to stand by that inner truth and fuck it to everything else in that sense. I mean, take that with the wisdom that goes along with that. What we do and what we say matters. What we create matters. But if you're guided by intuition and you can stay in the now and outside of the fear and outside of this selfish focus, I and poor me and what did I do wrong or I did it wrong and, and that's it. There is no escape from the book that we write. There's no escape from the movie that we create. There's always going to be an ending and you're always going to have to put an ending on it and it's always going to be by your free choice and you can live many lifetimes in your ego until you wake up. And you can choose many and it fucking won't matter to anybody else unless they decide to be afraid of or to latch on or try to change you, then you're not having any impact. Getting attention from others in the sense of you think you're wielding change how do I put this? Because you have the attention of others doesn't mean anything. You can be lost in your own fucking illusion doing that. If you, you lock yourself into your own bubble, your own egg, you're in there shadow boxing. You think there's a lot going on because it looks that way, but it's a creation. It's your creation. If you want to connect with others and create unity consciousness, you've got to bust open that egg. You have to come out of the shell and be naked out there in a, in a state of non-fear. You're not changing the world because you're afraid of another version of it. You're changing the world towards unity. Period. That's it. It doesn't get any simpler. It's just, what does that mean? And it is so, it's, it's, a, it's such a big picture across so many lifetimes that what it means is your higher self will guide you if you let that higher self do that, which means you need trust, you need faith, you need to be in the now, out of that sort of state of ego, fear of tomorrow, regret of yesterday, so that you can actually hear the communication of higher vibrational energy, which is love, joy, passion, unity. There's no judgment. There's no fear. There's no anything except this high vibration. And you merge realities together. You merge them, you, or you can shadow box, or you can separate in fear. And I love the interview. I want to put it up. I guess I just needed to, it's a bit of a rant or something because I see this so clearly. The children of tomorrow are you. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking you. It's me. These are not just the next generation. They're us. And if we want to have a fucking future, 
We're going to have to understand that, that there is a consciousness, a multidimensional consciousness that is everything. And we're looking for the highest potential of the human being, which is essentially bringing that human being into such a high vibration that it fucking evaporates out of here. And it becomes a, a multidimensional being of light way down the road. You know, and then we carry on forward with the next generation that gets to become an even higher potential than us, just as our parents and grandparents of beings in outer space. Like, fuck, when I woke up and I started to learn what I was learning, I was thinking, we're not advanced. We're fresh in the cave still. I wanted to say out, but we're still in the fucking cave. We're in the cave beating things with a bat, shaping outside reality, smashing the mirror, reconstructing the mirror. We're not changing anything on the inside until we wake up. And then we have conscious control towards unity consciousness. And that is expansion. And it gets really cool because it goes out into the universe, out into the solar system as, an, as a conscious organism, the solar system, the galaxy, another one, the universe, the multiverse, source. I mean, it is spectacular to learn about the toroidal field, what that means, what it is, how it comes into, uh, what it represents as, a, as having it as a human being, what it means to expand it into uh, a unity a consciousness or awareness or high enough frequency to get out of the fear bubble, the isolation, to break free, to come into an expansion of awareness, and then to take that and move it even further to understand what it's like to move through consciousness, to expand, to evolve, to start from a state of minimal awareness and expand it through experiences into the next level and the next level and the next level. You can be all knowing this, as I wrote in the last comment. You can know stuff. You can know everything. You can be source. I know it all. We're here in a veiled state of separation, doing things out of compassion, out of love, not knowing this. We don't know. And this is the difference. We're not judged by it. We're loved for it. You couldn't fucking ask for anything more. How about you step away from the total safe, loving, incredible state of knowingness and go out there into the unknown and suffer through everything you would need to learn in order to expand and create more love. And by the way, I'll be judging you for it. And if I fuck up, I'm going to throw you into the pit of hell. That's the stuff that creeps me out, is the judgmental mind, is the scariest fucking mind on this planet. And that's me being judgmental. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's tough to get away from it. And the only way to do it is to completely disembody, how would I put it, the ego. To You're not getting rid of the ego. The ego is there to teach us. But once you get to that point where you realize that, then you look at everything and you understand that every frequency response you have to the reality outside is your free choice to merge or separate realities. And if you can find the love in everything first, even though it looks like a horror show on the outside, and you stand for that love, you stand in a state of a frequency that is your highest potential, and it merges the realities that you want to create together. But if you get lost in one link of the chain and you start beating it to death, nothing happens. You get lost in that lesson. You become the student to a lesson that you could just quickly learn if you could quickly allow yourself to learn it and let it go. And I'm talking, but I'm right with you. I'm in the same fucking chair you're in in that sense. I have the same issues to deal with. 
I have the same bullshit nightmare that I'm facing out there. I have this moon, which is insane. The moon marker for this is insane. It feels like a fucking open and shutting, slamming door of many realities. It feels like a huge shift. People are going to fucking die in this one. And they're not going to be there anymore. And it's probably you, in a sense, moving into this other reality and people think you're dead. And then there's, there's people that just cannot be in your reality anymore and they are just dead. But they have moved into different versions of reality. Just like Chris is more than likely still writing and singing songs in another parallel reality with a higher self above feeding him and his daughter who are the same. If they came out of their bodies, they would be the oversoul. And we do this, we help each other. Even with the shitty, horrible, awful relationships, we help each other wake up to grow, to move forward, to let go, to be empathic, to be forgiving for unity consciousness. And we're doing it and it's one hell of a show. But I'm, I am, I'm fucking bored of the planet. I honestly feel, like I said, in the beginning of this awakening, if a spaceship came along and shoveled me in there and took me away, I would be perfectly fine, obviously with my wife and daughter. I'd be fine, like I'm done, like I'm not from this planet, I'm from another one. Just like many, I believe many artists are. They're just, they're just not locked into that judgmental fucking militaristic bullshit. They just want freedom for everybody. You know, and I realize we have a lot of weird shit on the planet. It's not simple. You don't just hand over the keys to the kingdom to some idiot because they own the mainstream media. And yes, I'm being judgmental again. You know, you have to, fuck, I can't wait till we're out of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just can't wait. The new souls, the people that just sort of had a few lifetimes here on earth, they fucking believe anything. You know what I mean? Anything at all, whatever's shiny, whatever looks the prettiest. So it's, you can't really, you know, and I want to say, say it, sort of phrase it, they're, you can't, hard to hate. You know what I mean? But the fucking just dumb as a bag of bricks sometimes. You know what I mean? Their intentions are awesome. They just want it all now and they can have it all now if they could just turn it into a socialistic fucking dream. You know what I mean? They're going to get it and they're going to learn some hard lessons. Because socialism and communism can teach you a lot if you're a new soul. If you get it, fuck. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes because there's a lot of lessons that I just fucking wouldn't want to learn. You know? But that's... so. I, just, I don't want to get too far off track, but that kind of mentality is fear-based. You're looking for protection rather than creating something beautiful. You're looking to protect something and there's nothing there to protect because you're living in an illusion doing shit like that. So let's see where this goes. Just had to pause for a second. Let's see where this goes. It's a great interview. It's a, a channeling Eric. I haven't watched them for quite a while. When I first woke up, I, I immersed myself in, I don't think it was, the channel was that old. It was the beginning. It was somewhere, I don't know, around 20, the end of 2015 or something. And Eric was popping up all the time on my YouTube and it was because I think of coast to coast because I really had no, I had no contact with this kind of information. Even the channeling Eric stuff, it was, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? But it, I, I resonated, I knew it was fucking, I knew the stuff that I was getting was hitting me so hard, I was remembering, I wasn't learning, I knew it. And so I watched a bunch, but then, you know, we hit the road. We just didn't have access to data to be looking. We could download a little bit through audio, convert it, right? But, uh, so it's, I haven't watched anything probably, probably for a year, but Eric popped into my mind last night. That's odd, yeah. I could smell, 
I could smell the smell, and he likes to do that. He likes to give you the rotten egg smell or the dirty sock smell. And I was lying here, and I was, I was facing out the window at night, and I was thinking uh, nothing, actually. And then this fucking horrible smell <laughs> hit, and I thought, Eric, just immediately, right? And uh, then it skipped, slipped my mind, and then I'm just lying here again, and I'm really tired. Uh, Dina's getting these really hard, tired spells too. So there's a, bit, a lot of shifting going on. You might find yourself craving potassium. Uh, it seems to, I don't know. There, there is, you've got to remember, there's a lot of physics energy, but there's a lot of chemistry that happens too. Chemical changes when you're taking uh, and, you're, and you're merging, I believe, consciousness uh, or consciousness is playing musical chairs, whatever the case is. But there's a definite physiological uh, symptoms or... Um, changes during shifts and I don't mean just a physically different looking body or anything like that <clears throat> there's that too anyway uh so yeah so anyway it hit me uh today and I went to look at channeling Eric I was kind of excited well what am I going to see and I saw the Hoffa video stuff sitting there it really wasn't that interesting but for whatever reason Chris Cornell it was that was the one it's powerful you are your grandparents and you are your kids their kids they're you, it's the consciousness through a different lens, focused lens, focusing lens here. So what you do to others, you literally are doing it yourself. It's the same as me. It's, there's no question about it. Um, there's just too much indication to me that I am my grandfather and his grandfather or father and the family member that was picked up by cannibals. And th there's just no question about it to me. It's not about, oh, my grandfather worked on this, and so I, you know, that's that ego thing. It's got nothing to do with that. You know, there's all kinds of lifetimes. The most powerful lifetimes are the ones where you just, nobody notices anything. You know, but I, you, we do. We pick up the pieces where we left them off. Uh, but let me just put it this way. The karma, karma is not necessary anymore. Once you wake up, you can drop karma. Karma's there to get you through to the point of waking up. But you don't need it anymore. Drop it. Say it out loud. Drop it. So you don't need to play the fucking game anymore. You don't need the drama as the world turns, as the stomach turns. Now what you're going to do is enhance, as I am with Julia. You know what I mean? I recognize things in her. I see fucking everybody in her that I knew in my family. And so does Ju uh, Adina. It's, it's a pretty incredible, right? Very old soul. I see it in her eyes. And uh, very independent. You gotta have, you've got to give children that sense. I think even Chris is talking about it. But that sense of self-empowerment. You take that away and you fuck them. You've got to give that to them. We can't teach by fear. We can't teach them for the sake of competing later on. What are we doing? Let's get the kids to compete against each other. I mean, it's just insane. Think about that for a minute. Just for a minute. Is that the best we can do as parents, is teach our kids to beat the shit out of each other in competition for a better life over the other? We're them. It's in unity consciousness. We scrape away this fucking horror show that is a deep state nightmare that has been there forever. This is the dumb as, dumb as a bag of bricks perspective that I have. You have a bunch of people who want to keep the deep state people in there, the same fucking people that have been controlled forever that turn this this uh, show into a shit show to this extent, and they think they're the good guys. You know what I mean? They don't even understand that the people coming in to shake it up, rip it apart, and challenge it 
They don't understand that that would be the good guys, that these would be the people trying to change it, the radical pe the people that are trying to break down the old system. You know what I mean? But anyway, getting back to Julia here. If she has a passion, I pursue it. I make sure I enhance it, that she can go down that road to study it. And it could go against things that I think, shit, I wish she would like this more, like that more. She knows, her higher self knows what it is she's here to do. And, that, and drives that flow of passion and energy to her, the information that makes her want to do different things. She loves to play with little horses, those ones that are very realistic. It's normal for a little girl. But she also loves to do challenging word cross puzzles. She loves to do spelling. She, can we do spelling, right? She loves the challenge. She's incredibly, um, uh, what would you, competitive when it comes to her being intelligent, learning. So she's on a fast track to learning what she needs to learn to do what she's here to do. And it, you'll see this in the children. I don't want to turn this into a long second tangent about kids I'll talk there's so much I want to talk about kids and education and how it's a change but what I'm saying is for now we need to enhance our children's lives by being the facilitator or the person who can let their passion bloom into what it needs to because by the time they're in grade 12 they'll be hardcore professionals changing the world in that light I don't need to teach her to be competitive her passion will merge realities that support her. You think that's crazy? You think it's crazy to have a world at your fingertips? We've heard that before. There's so many collectives that you can be in your passion highly successful without being the one that needs to either compete or be the center of attention. Neither one of those things matter. It's about doing what you came here to do, which is going to be about unity consciousness. So this would be the question I'll leave with you. The next time you wonder, what am I going to do? What is it that is my next best move? Because it hit me last night again. And that is, the question should be, what is it that I'm passionate about that will bring unity to this world? Because I am part of it now and in all of the lifetimes to follow all of my lifetimes. What is it that I can do to bring it into unity? Into something that if I came down here, I'd feel like really fucking good about that. That it wouldn't just be a constant job. What is it that I can do for my community? And it's hard because we're in a world that is just separating. It's just parting of ways with the dark fucking version of humanity. So I don't know that that's a nice way to say it, but for those who are locked into their, their world, shadow boxing in their own fear. There's no space for that here. We're not in that resonance. We're not in those frequencies anymore. So what is it that we can do for each other, with each other, for our communities, for our children? I guess in my mind, it would be definitely, I mean, focusing for me, I guess, education potentially. Helping children understand how important their passion is and how fucking important it is for them to follow their intuition and not listen to the fearful programming of the past because that's dead. DOA, absolutely DOA 2016. That's not how we live anymore. And I'm not talking about globalist fucking insanity 
where you homogenize cultures into something that is ridiculously insane. Talking about coming together in our, in our wisdom, in our cultures, in our differences. Coming together for a bigger picture, but not in fear. You take fear out of the pictures, there's no problem. Everybody can sit at the same table. You take a control over away, such as centralized industry controls, energy controls, health controls, science, education. You take away those controls and manipulation, and all of a sudden you have a first world earth that is ready to engage with an intergalactic equation. Fuck, I feel like I'm in romper room sometimes, man. I really do. Like, it's just so beautiful. It could be so beautiful. You hear John Lennon sing about it. You hear um, you hear all of them. And that's not the one that I was trying to think of, but... Uh, oh, yeah, Queen. You know? It, it could be so beautiful. I'm going to put those two links up and call it done. It's 40 minutes. Okay, that's my rant for today. I want this to be different. I'm fucking tired of this. Um, we've talked about all of this stuff so much. What it is, what's going on. Yes, we're reality shifting. We do it all the time. Plank rate. Our core frequency inside is our reality outside. There's no limitation on how many collectives there are aligned with every a different version of your friend if you choose. Focus on being at peace and harmony inside and you'll have a friend that represents that, that reflects that. They'll be them, but they'll have that reflection for you. Right? Or go to war with different people and you'll be in the reality of always in the defensive and the fearful. You choose. But we still have work to do towards unity consciousness. All of us across all of these fucking, this spectrum of worlds, many worlds. So we have, what do we have? Stephen Hawking's. I'm going to put the link up to his stuff. I think I did once. Um, and then also channeling Eric and also, uh, I hope I don't forget. Yeah, the Queen song. And I'll talk to you later.